welcome to the Cultivating Calmness podcast. I'm your host, Kayla Vance, and today I want to talk to you about holistic health. What the heck is it? So, um, as some of you may know, if you've been following and you can see if you're watching my new logo, I recently opened my new practice called Teal Sawara Wellness and will be in the process over the coming weeks, months, and years of expanding the practice to focus more on holistic health and wellness to include whatever that may mean um, for modalities and treatment programs or treatment treatment modalities that can assist with healing in a more holistic and natural way. So uh, as far as I, as far as I go, uh, I have been uh, living a more holistic lifestyle for about a decade now. It has been a process. So if you know anything about holistic health and wellness, which we're going to get to, and I can talk more about it as we go. Um, it's not something that you usually just change overnight for people who maybe have grown up living a more holistic lifestyle. Uh, they don't really maybe have that choice or haven't needed to notice the things that are going on in their life and what they want to change. But if you are somebody who wasn't raised like that and you come into the holistic lifestyle and you are finding that there are better ways of doing things and more natural ways of doing things and that is what you want, uh, it's usually a process. It takes time. It's not something that just happens and all of a sudden one day you're using all the things and the next day you're not using or doing all the things. Uh, it's definitely um, piece by comes piece by piece a little at a time and some of those steps end up being bigger steps some of them end up being smaller steps that take a little more time to get used to and that's kind of how it is for me there's still aspects of my life that I don't that are not you know I guess I would say truly holistic or natural um, but is a goal to be able to accomplish in the future and that's what I hope to accomplish with my business so you know, what does the term holistic mean when we talk about holistic wellness? Well, it really is being able to address the whole person. Okay. So what that means is you're addressing the physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, etc. health of a person rather than just addressing one factor or another. Um, so holistic when we look at somebody holistically, we're looking at how all the parts are interconnected, that you can't take one part of yourself without the other. So you can't address somebody's spiritual health without necessarily addressing their emotional health or their physical health and vice versa. Or, you know, some would say even like financial health, uh, like how does that play into all aspects of your life? Um, and so it's, it's the idea that you don't pay attention just to the symptoms that you are looking at more than just the symptoms. So as a holistic therapist and just as a health therapist in general, often people come to therapy with symptoms. They have identified symptoms and that's definitely something that we look at. And in order to create or come up with a diagnosis for somebody who comes into my office, say depression, I have to uh, take their symptoms and look at the diagnostic statistics manual uh, and determine if their symptoms that they are expressing 
uh, qualify for a diagnosis. And that's how it works in the medical field as well. You know, if you go in with a cold, they're going to take all of your symptoms and they may do some tests to determine what kind of cold you have. So, you know, is it the flu or uh, is it RSV or is it, you know, um, just the common cold, right? It's going to be used to determine and label whatever it is that you have going on. Um, holistic health also addresses your lifestyle choices, the environment in which you live or environmental, environmental toxins or exposures or um, your relationships. Um, it addresses your emotional health, your mental stress. All of those things are looked at when we consider holistic health and wellness. So when I say holistic, that's what I mean. We're looking at the whole person and how we can treat the whole person, not just the combination of their symptoms. And I have, over time, uh, gone from practicing, believing in, um, trusting, using what is called uh, allopathic medicine or other terms that you may not understand or know would be conventional medicine or Western medicine. All of those things tend to represent the same thing, uh, which is treating the symptoms and the disease using different techniques like uh, medicine, surgery, or anything else along those matters uh, to treat specific issues uh, like the symptoms that they're coming in with. Uh, allopathic medicine traditionally uses pharmaceutical products um, or medications to treat uh, symptoms. Uh, not always, sometimes yeah, they do use things that are not considered pharmaceutical products, but in the general sense, that is what um, allopathic medicine will look at. So those are kind of like, I wouldn't say two totally different spectrums. You know, they, they are trying to treat a patient, but they look at the patient uh, in a very different way. So they are kind of like, um, two sides of a coin or, you know, two opposite sides of looking at, at health. Um, I tend to fall more on the holistic side and, um, you know, other people fall on the more allopathic side and that's okay. I choose to look at health from, um, the per perspective of you as a whole person. And with that comes understanding, uh, and treating people to find what I call the root cause. Um, so some people have a problem with finding the root cause, some people don't. Um, I tend to think finding the root cause can be very helpful, although it can be a challenge to find the root cause of uh, certain problems, especially if you don't necessarily have the tools to be able to do so. Finding the root cause usually involves testing of some kind. So that could be blood tests, it could be DNA tests, it could be um, some kind of like physical tests, whether that's like muscle tests or, um, you know, even you know, if we're talking about psychology or therapy, it could be some of those types of like personality assessments and things of that nature to determine what is going on versus like what I'm seeing um, and what are those underlying things that maybe aren't being said. Um, another terminology used to describe root cause can sometimes be identified as like functional or integrative medicine. Um, and um, a lot of, maybe not a lot, but sometimes chiropractors are also 
um, would say that they are trained in integrative medicine um, or functional medicine. Um, and what they're doing is they're trying to dig deeper, like looking at some of those things I already said, like genetics, lifestyle, your biomedical, um, like makeup, like any imbalances that you may have in your system. And the way we do that is through testing. So you may go to your doctor um, and they will order lab tests. And so as a therapist, what I often do, and I can't run lab tests, I'm not a doctor, so I don't, um, I can't order those, but I can recommend that you go to your doctor or your practitioner, whoever that is, and you look at like your vitamin D levels. It's winter. Um, it is January 10th. So here in Ohio, it is cold, rainy, wet, um, fluctuated between rainy and snow, and there's like no sun. So the sun peaks out sometimes, but we're getting into the time of year where I don't see much sun and that can really bring us down. And because of that, you know, most people in the North in Ohio were vitamin D deficient. Um, not only because the sun isn't out, but we don't get it in our diet like we should. You know, the standard American diet is not chock full of nutrients in our soil. We can, we could do a whole topic, you know, a whole talk on the soil, but our soil no longer carries the nutrients that it should either. So then our food doesn't carry the nutrients it used to carry, you know, when our grandparents uh, were, you know, our age and when our grandparents were younger. So um, we, um, where was I going with that? Oh, so right, we don't get we don't get vitamin D or any other nutrients that we should. So you may need to supplement with vitamin D, and we know that vitamin D can affect uh, the way you feel and can cause you to have some of those symptoms of depression. So when I have people coming into my office saying that they're depressed, well, the depressed, the depression, the symptoms of depression, like those are symptoms expressing something that is going on internally in in their body and also maybe uh, because of their circumstances in life right the environment their mental stress all of those things though play a part in how you're functioning you know internally so stress we know can deplete your hormones and it can pull uh, nutrients from your body that it wouldn't otherwise take out if you weren't stressed and different people handle stress differently. So we know men and women handle stress a lot differently. Their bodies physically handle stress differently. So women, because their hormones, although they have the same hormones as men, are at different levels than men and um, can be more drastically affected by uh, stress that they experience. And um, this is where you know you can see those drastic changes in women um, at different points in their cycle or in their life, depending on where they're at. You know, say menopause. Um, you know, we want to be able to address the symptoms and the things that are happening inside their body, so we can change the things that we're seeing the the outer expression of what's going on. Um, so the ultimate goal of finding like root cause is to alleviate the symptoms and enhance your body's natural healing processes. And so 
ultimately we're looking for what's called homeostasis and homeostasis is basically balance you know it's that middle ground your body is constantly trying to find a space or a place of homeostasis and middle ground so some common examples that you may or may not have heard of or may or may not recognize um, if you're new to holistic world and treatment is um, like blood pressure so how many people, if you're listening or watching, you know, you could probably raise your hand. How many of you know somebody who's on blood pressure medication? I know I do. I know multiple people on blood pressure medication. And the your blood pressure is increasing due to a response in your body that is causing it to increase. So your body is trying to compensate for whatever is going on and therefore it increases your blood pressure. Now, there could be many explanations as to why your blood pressure goes up, but giving you medication to lower your blood pressure may make you feel better, but is it really addressing the problem and what's going on with your blood pressure to begin with? No, it's not. So it's gonna lower your blood pressure, but then what other problem is going to occur again, to put you back into this space of homeostasis to try to get you back into some kind of regulated state to get you uh, like functioning semi-okay. Uh, and that's what's always happening in your body. You know, so when you have a rash, right, your body is like trying to get something out of your system and it, the, it shows up as a rash. And if we treat the rash, if we put a medicine on it, a steroid, a lotion, it may make the rash go away or may make the rash feel better, but is it really um, changing where the rash came from? Most likely not. And what we know about rashes, the rash that I'm thinking of specifically would be like eczema. Uh, eczema is an external expression of an internal problem. That's what I always tell people. Um, and there could possibly be possibly be other explanations, but what we do know is that it's typically related to gut issues. So your body is reacting to something you have ingested. Sometimes it could be something topical, like you know if you wash your clothes in uh, some kind of detergent that your body doesn't like. But even so, that is see seeping into your skin, which is your body's largest organ, and then it's being processed through your body through your liver and it can't process it and voila, you have a rash. So one of the ways I figured out how and why I was getting eczema uh, was actually Starbucks coffee. Uh, so I no longer uh, drink Starbucks coffee and there's lots of reasons uh, for that. But one of them is that whenever I would have it within, within hours, um, so it wasn't immediate, it wasn't an immediate reaction, but within hours, by the end of the day, I would have a rash like um, on the outside of my armpits. And even if I had no more Starbucks, again, it would take six months for the rash to go away. Six months. Um, and I recently accidentally had Starbucks. Somebody had it in their home and I wasn't aware. So I would usually ask, kind of like an allergy, I would ask if I was getting coffee, I was checked like, is this Starbucks? Cause I, I can't have Starbucks. I know that that brand specifically makes me, you know, have a reaction. Um, I didn't ask and I actually did not get the rash. So for me, that tells me that maybe that part of me had some kind of healing, which is possible. Um, and so you can heal your body 
and you can have reactions to foods or products and then later on in life if you've done some healing in your body you may no longer have reactions in your body that doesn't mean it's not bad for you um starbucks isn't you know the best for you um especially if you get the fruit fruity drinks with all the sugar we know sugar is um not good for our system especially in excess um but you know it just because you no longer have a reaction to something doesn't mean it's not bad for you but it also doesn't mean it's not good for you. So it just really depends on what it is. Um, but that's just a personal example of a way I can kind of explain and describe holistic medicine and wellness to you. Another example I often use when I talk about this subject with people is headaches. So I know myself, um, whenever I had a headache up until probably about, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, first thing I would do would be pop an ibuprofen. And for me, um, I learned probably sometime in high school that Tylenol didn't really do it for me, but ibuprofen did, and it would always heal any pains that I had. Uh, I would take that and things would be better. I have rarely had a Tylenol or ibuprofen in the last decade, uh, maybe in extreme occasions um, where I've, I've taken one and, um, you know, there is a time and a place, but we also know that uh, things like Tylenol can damage your liver and ibuprofen can damage your liver. Uh, so we try to stay away from those things and there are natural products that can alleviate pain. Um, but to get back on track, if you have a headache, oftentimes the thing people say that they take is a Tylenol or ibuprofen and boom, the headache goes away. Great, that's fantastic. I'm glad you're not in pain anymore because um, I know I don't like headaches. It definitely doesn't feel good. Where's the problem though? To me, the problem says, why did you have the headache in the first place? What caused the headache? Can we prevent the headache in the future? Well, if we just pop a Tylenol, every time we have a headache, we're not addressing where the headache came from. So then every time it comes up, we're maybe not noticing why it came up. Is it because we're dehydrated? Is it because we've eaten something we shouldn't? Is it because we're hungry? Is it because of some kind of stress? Is it some kind of reaction to some environmental toxin or exposure? Is it related to noise? You know, I could keep going. There's lots of different reasons that, you know, we could be experiencing a headache. And that's what a root cause or holistic clinician is going to do is they're going to try to find out why do you keep having these headaches? Let's do some tests. Let's find out. Let's do maybe a food journal. Um, that may be maybe an easier way to see like, okay, I'm going to write down everything I eat. And every time I have a headache, I'm going to make a note of it. And then I'm going to look. Does it seem to follow uh, a certain food that I eat within a certain amount of time? Um, so this is what I'm really interested in. And this is what I want to spend some time talking about again, along with therapy, because that is my biggest strength is talking about practicing therapy with people, especially related to trauma and grief. Um, but I do know that you can't, I can't heal your trauma or your grief. Um, if you have underlying symptoms going on that are going to make it much more difficult. So if you came to me and you have a lot of, um, like autoimmune issues or physical pain or, you know, health symptoms. I am not going to be able to change your health symptoms just by utilizing talk therapy or EMDR. You know, those things are going, you're going to need to see additional practitioners. I may be able to help you to be able to get through some of those and use certain skills to manage the pain or to manage um, the way you think about those things or the trauma that has occurred due to experiencing those symptoms. 
but I am not going to be able to change those symptoms unless there are other things that you're willing to do or have done or can do outside of our therapy room and the talk therapy that we're going to do. Uh, so this is where I think having a uh, cohesive team and having lots of different options available as far as holistic treatment options can be very effective for people wanting a more holistic option, more holistic options where they can see multiple different practitioners um, to alleviate the symptoms and find the causes of those symptoms and reverse them or fix them to get to the optimal state of health. So it, I wanted to kind of end today by just throwing out some fairly common holistic um, or alternative, some people call them alternative treatment modalities. And you may have heard of some of these things. I will plan on talking a little bit more about each of these. And if you're interested in talking with me and doing an episode where we you know, interview and talk about what it is that you do, I would love to do that. So feel free to reach out to me so we can set something up and um, would love to talk about these different modalities and educate people about how they can be helpful. So some ones I mentioned um, in my talk here today, like chiropractic care is typically considered an alternative type of treatment, acupuncture, homeopathy, naturopathy, um, herbal medicine, Chinese medicine, aromatherapy, Reiki, hypnotherapy, sound therapy, like you may see the sound bowls that people use, energy healing, Tai Chi, um, and crystal healing. Those are just some really common ones. And then there are ones that I know that I haven't even heard of, and we can explore some of those um, in the future as well. And so if you know of some other ones, um, there were more on the list when I was doing my research, but um, you know, I wasn't gonna get into all of them today, but would be happy to talk with different people. If you're a provider of an alternative form of treatment, we'd love to talk about, you know, talk with you about how those things can be utilized in um, holistic health or elsewhere and what they can do, what they can do for people. Um, thank you for joining me today for uh, this podcast. And I look forward to speaking and educating and talking more here again in the future next week. And again, feel free to message me if you um, practice an alternative treatment modality, even therapy uh, that we can talk about together. Have a wonderful day. Bye.